This morning, I'm going to be continuing a message on the Spirit. And uh, before we get to that message, I'd like to show a short video. And so if you guys want to uh, roll the video. Okay, class. This snowman is made out of three geometric shapes. Now, if I take one of them off, then we have a... What's wrong, Morgan? Snowman is dead now. Oh, no, no, it's okay. Look, look. Look, see? Teachers are definitely underappreciated. Four score and seven years ago, our fathers brought forth on Teachers have to answer millions of questions. How big is outer space? Where did my sister come from? Is the sun following me? <laughs> Teachers have to deal with every type of emergency. No one is going to know that you had an accident. Okay, just wrap this around your hair. Teachers have to know everything about everything. Give it a second. So in a way, this is a very realistic portrayal of a volcano, because everybody thought it was going to explode, but it didn't explode. I'm the math giraffe that I'm here to say. We're going to use our mind cameras now and imagine people running down the hill because they were warned, but they're like, nah, this thing isn't going to blow, you guys. We're going to stick around town and see what goes down. Long division. What? Long division. Not wrong division. Teachers have to be like a courtroom judge. They must be honest and fair. I'm going to read you the answer you put on your math test. I forgot to study last night. So here's a drawing of a donkey wearing roller skates. That's a good drawing. But you got to study. Teachers have to be really, really nice all the time. It's harder than it looks. Hi, Miss Retra. I made you some cookies. Wow, for me? Thank you. They made a chocolate chips. That's my favorite. And hot dogs. <laughs> Even when they're not at work, they're still working. Lindsay, what are you still doing here? I'm just waiting for my mom. Oh, well, we'll wait with you. Teachers have to be good role models. They must challenge and inspire their students. Oh, Stuart, your shoe's untied. Let me help. I don't need any help. Because he taught me, Miss Rosa. In conclusion, teachers have the hardest job in the world. What amazing things did your teacher do for you? Tree's here, yes. Mr. Jeffries! I'm a tree. Well, did you go back and think about some of your teachers that did crazy stuff for you? You know, showing appreciation is extremely important. People do all kinds of things for us, don't they? Do we show appreciation for what people do? Uh, appreciation is simply the recognition and enjoyment of the good qualities of someone or something else. Appreciating what other people do. It, it, we're, really, people do so much and. And do we recognize the benefits we get out of that, out of their efforts, you know? Um, now, this morning, what we're going to be talking about is the Ruach HaKodesh. And uh, as we learn together about the personal work of the Holy Spirit, the Ruach, we must recognize and come to deeply appreciate that the Ruach plays a specific and personal role in the lives of people, including you and me. I thought David did a very good job in pointing out the amazing work of the Ruach. The Ruach, the Spirit of God, lives within us. We're going to talk about that. And it is greater than anything previously. All right, There's a big, long theological discussion about that, but the point is, is that God's covenant, His writings, the Scripture itself is not at the top. 
It's God's instruction to us. And what's amazing is that written word, the Spirit of God, makes alive. Don't go stand on your Bibles because that's disrespectful. But recognize that that text is not holy in and of itself. That text is holy because the Spirit of God is working through it, enlivening it, and enlightening you as you read and study it. Do we understand his role? We're going to talk about it this morning. Do you appreciate that role? That's how we're going to end up. So, our little uh, big idea for this entire series, living in the Spirit requires a proper understanding of the Spirit. We really need to understand who the Ruach HaKodesh is. Who he is. His person, his work, and why it's important for us. All right? As... uh, We see up here, we're in the middle one. What is his role? How do the scriptures explain him? So we're going to start with the Hebrew scriptures this morning. And I'm going to ask that you turn with me, please, to a couple of different verses. So if you have your text, if you don't have a text, raise your hand because I'm going to have you turn. I want to encourage you all to uh, practice your, your scripture skills. Turn to Ezekiel 36. It's actually two passages. Now, I want to point out that what we're going to go through are just a couple of many passages, whether in the Hebrew Scriptures or in the New Covenant text, dealing with the role of the Spirit. I'm being highly selective, highly selective, because what I'm trying to do is to focus on specifically three areas regarding his role, three, in essence, areas of his role that have to do with our lives. Ezekiel 36 Beginning in verse 24, this is page 549, page 549 in the Tanakh. Ezekiel 36, verse 24, it says, For I will take you from the nations, gather you out of all the countries, and bring you back to your own land. Then I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you will be clean from all your uncleanness and from all your idols. Moreover, I will give you a new heart. I will put a new spirit within you. I will remove the stony flesh from your fl- uh, heart from your flesh and give you a new heart. I will put my ruach within you. Then I will cause you to walk in my laws so that you will keep my rulings and do them. Then you will live in the land that I gave to your fathers. I will be, you will be my people and I will be your God. Here in Ezekiel 36, and we can also, if you flip over to Ezekiel 37, it's the Valley of Dry Bones. All right. Here we see this amazing role that the Ruach has, which is to regenerate. The Ruach regenerates. What the Ruach really does is it connects us to God. At the very core of it, the purpose of the Ruach in our lives, the purpose in his role, is to connect us with God on a personal level. You know, I always like to point out that as Jewish people, we have an important role before God that no one else can play. You must understand that. Although I love Chinese food, the the role God has for the Chinese nation is different than the role he has for the Jewish people. And it's not just to provide takeout. Okay, I'm trying to make a silly joke here. The Jewish people as a whole have a unique role, just like all the other nations of the world have unique roles. But this morning what I want to say is that the role of the Ruach is to individually connect people, personally connect people with God. Ever think about that? The role of the Spirit of God when we become followers of Messiah Yeshua is to direct connect us to God. Direct connect us with God. How does he do that? 
He comes to indwell us, regenerate us. Before you were a believer in Yeshua, you were one way. You're one kind of person. After you came to accept that Yeshua is the Messiah, when you, when you chose to believe and accept Yeshua's atonement, the Spirit of God came within you and transformed you so you could connect with God in a way you could never could connect before. That's one of his roles. Take a look at Psalm 51. Psalm 51. Here we have uh, a psalm. This is on page 646. Page 646. This psalm is the psalm uh, that David wrote after he committed sin with Bathsheba. Okay? Committed adultery and murder. The two big ones, all in one moment. All right? Psalm 51 is all about his remorsefulness and his repentance. And I think here we see something unique about the role of the the Ruach. Psalm 51, take a look at verse 12. Again, page 646, Psalm 51, verse 12. David writes, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence. Take not your Ruach HaChodesh from me. Restore to me the joy of my salvation. Uh, sustain me with a willing spirit. I think in these verses, we get a glimpse of a second role, a critical role that the Ruach plays, and that is to convict us of sin. The book of John, well, we'll talk about it in a moment, talks, he talks about the conviction of sin, but you know what's funny is in the text there, it's not really about believers. <laughs> but here, you have a believer, David, a Melech, David, a Melech, I think a believer, all right? Old Testament saint, whatever phrase you want to use. And he cries out to God in remorse. And he recognized the unique role of the Ruach, the Spirit, in leading him to repentance and playing that role of conviction of sin. You feel guilty when you sin? Do you feel guilty when you sin? If you don't feel guilty when you sin, then I would like to talk to you about the Besorah, the good news of how you can come into right relationship with God. You see, if you don't feel guilty when you sin, then you're not connected. You need to go through that spiritual transformation by believing in Yeshua's atonement. See how it kind of moves together? You start with the Besorah, the good news. You get connected with God, direct connect. Much better than having to go through a switchboard. Much better than having to try and create it all on your own. God has got you hardwired to him if you are a believer in Yeshua. And one sign of that is if you feel guilty when you sin. That guilt, that sense is really the Spirit of God kind of nudging you. Nudging at you. Saying, hey, you know, that that bothers me what you did. (laughs) That's kind of making up a bit of a problem with my direct connect between God and you. We need to understand that the Spirit of God in our lives plays an important role, the role of convicting us of sin. If you don't care about sin, then I suppose you're probably not a believer in Yeshua. You're separated from God, both now and in forever. Feeling convicted about sin is a wonderful thing because it means that we're connected with God. Take a look at another passage. This one we talked about last week, but I'm going to bring it up again. Take a look, Exodus 35. Exodus 35. 
Exodus 35, verse 30, emphasizes something that most people, especially within the New Covenant, mostly associated with the Holy Spirit. Exodus 35, 30, page 91. Page 91. Exodus 35, 30. It says in verse 30, Then Moses said to Bnei Yisrael, See, Adonai has called by name Bezalel, son of Uri, son of Hur of the tribe of Judah. He has filled him with the Ruach of God, with wisdom, understanding, and knowledge, and all manner of craftsmanship, to make ingenious designs, to work in gold, silver, and bronze, as well as cutting gemstones for setting, for setting wood carving, to make all kinds of skillful craftsmanship. He has also placed in his heart the ability to teach, both he and Eliab, son of Ahihasamach, of the tribe of Dan. He has filled them with wisdom of heart to forge all the works of an engraver, an artisan and an embroiderer in blue, purple, scarlet, and in fine linen, as well as weaving. They can perform every craft and ingenious design. Here we have a very clear reference to one role of the Ruach, which is to enable people to do amazing things. And what's fascinating about the enablement the enabling is not for the glorification of her. <laughs> it's for the benefit of the community. Whenever the Spirit of God enables, and we'll talk about more of this in a minute, it's always for the betterment of the community. His role is to provide individual abilities that bless the community, the greater community, the believing community. Everything else is spillover, okay? Everything else is spillover. And part of that is to bring unity. It's to bring unity within the community of faith. It's not for his glory. It's not for the individual's glory. But you notice a lot of individuality, right? God's spirit, the spirit, the ruach, direct connects us personally with God. And then he convicts us personally of our sin. And then on top of that, he personally gives us abilities so that we might minister within our community to build unity and effectiveness. Isn't that amazing? Very personal. Very personal. Not corporate, but very personal. Although, I suppose you could talk about corporate differently. Turn with me to the New Covenant text. Let's see what the New Covenant has to say. One book, this comes up in a lot. I think it's fascinating. The book of 1 Corinthians says a lot about the Ruach. But if you've read it and studied it, you know that one reason is the, the people in Corinth had so many problems. These were believers that had issues, serious issues. People basically marrying their stepmothers and, and going out to temple prostitutes and eating food, sacrificed to all kinds of stuff going on. You know, favoring different people, having divisions within their community. And yet it's fascinating that here in the book of 1 Corinthians and 2 Corinthians, the bottom line is a lot of discussion about the Ruach, the Spirit of God. So here we have 1 Corinthians 2. This is page 1,000, page 1,089, 1,089. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 10 through 16. And we're going to see these same things already articulated, but within the New Covenant text. Take a look. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 10. It says, But God revealed these things to us through the Ruach, for the Ruach searches all things, even the depths of God. For who among men knows the things of a man, except the man's spirit within him? In the same way, no one knows the things of God except the Ruach Elohim. 
Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, so we might come to know the things freely given to us by God. These things we also speak, not in words taught by human wisdom, but in words taught by the Ruach, explaining the spiritual to the spiritual. Now a natural man does not accept the things of the Ruach Elohim, for they are foolishness to him, and he cannot understand them because they are spiritually discerned. But the one who is spiritual discerns all things, and he himself is discerned by no one. For who has known the mind of Adonai, that he will instruct him? But we have the mind of Messiah. Now, to be quite honest, this is a really deep passage. All I want to do is kind of stay at the surface level for a moment to talk again about the fact that this passage literally is saying that this Ruach that lives in us connects us with the deepest understanding relationally we can have with God. Now, we talk about, when I started this a couple weeks ago, we talked about the whole idea of the triunity of God. God is a mystery. Yet God has made himself known to us as Father, Son, and Spirit. All right? Something that's very difficult to understand. But the Father is God, the Son, who is Yeshua, is God, and the Spirit is God. That's the way the Scriptures talk about it. And here in this passage, the Spirit indwelling us, the Spirit indwelling us, allows us this direct connect to God and the full understanding of who God is. It's amazing. What a pipeline. <laughs> what's, what's the fastest speed you can, you can uh, now use? It used to be a T1 line, right? What is it, David? What's a really fast internet connection nowadays? <laughs> you ever thought about that? Who can know the mind of the Lord but the Ruach who dwells within us? Connecting us directly to the Father, directly to God. It's amazing. Wow, powerful, deep. Something to think about. All because of God's amazing love for us. That we would be connected with Him. First Thessalonians chapter 4. First Thessalonians chapter 4, page 1132. First Thessalonians 4. Verses 1 through 8. Here it says, Finally then, brothers and sisters, we ask you an appeal in the Lord Yeshua, just as you receive from us the way you ought to walk and please God, as in fact you are walking, that you keep progressing more and more. For you know what instructions we gave you through the Lord Yeshua, for this is the will of God, your sanctification. To abstain from sexual immorality, to know each of you how to gain control over his own body, in holiness and honor, not in the passion of lust like the pagans who do not know God, and not to overstep his brother and take advantage of him in this manner, because the Lord is the avenger in all these things, as we told you before and solemnly warned you. For God did not call us to impurity, but in holiness. Consequently, the one who rejects this is not rejecting man, but God, who gives his Ruach HaKodesh to you. The Spirit's role is to convict us of sin. You reject the conviction of the Holy Spirit. We're going to talk about this more next week. You reject the conviction of the Holy Spirit. You are rejecting God himself. It's a terrible thing to fall into the hands of the living God. To reject God, to blow God off, 
How do you think he handles it? Doesn't handle it well. I mean, he's got, he handles it perfectly, but it usually leads to judgment. For those of us who are believers in Yeshua, judgment, I would say, the word is really reserved for those who are not believers, actually. Judgment, that's what happens to those who are not believers. They are judged eternally, separated from God, thrown into the, the lake of fire, ultimately, in the end, as the text says. Terrible, horrible. We don't want that to happen to us. We don't want that to happen to our loved one. That's why we share this truth with people, so they can come in a right relationship with God, right? But God will discipline believers, those who are His. He will discipline like them, just like He disciplines, we discipline children. He does it because he loves us. If the, if the Spirit of God is convicting you in your life because of things that you're doing, listen to the Spirit of God. Listen to the Spirit of God. It's for your benefit. You need to appreciate that. Just like when you were younger and you wanted to run out in the street and play with the trucks and the cars, and your mom or dad said, No! Now you go, I appreciate that. I didn't kill myself. You know, I was a little kid. I actually ate poison. I ate poison. I was dumb. You know? And I'm sure I know my parents said, don't eat poison. It's not good for you. Anybody here do anything stupid once? I did a lot of dumb things when I was a kid. I rode a bike down a hill without brakes. Dumb stuff. And usually parents say things like, don't do stupid things. Don't, don't, do, don't go on that rope swing. It's dangerous. All right? I've grown to appreciate my parents because there's wisdom that comes with it. If you live long enough, you acquire wisdom in life. We need to appreciate the role of the Holy Spirit in providing us conviction for sin, telling us what is right and what is wrong, what is helpful so that we might live lives directly connected the way God intends it. Take a look at 1 Corinthians 12. Go back to 1 Corinthians 12. Here's a classic passage. <clears throat> classic passage in regards to uh, spiritual gifts. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 4. Page 1097. Page 1097. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 4, it says, Now there are various kinds of gifts, but the same ruach. There are various kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are various kinds of working, but the same God, who worked all things in all people. But to each person is given the manifestation of the ruach for the benefit of all. The manifestation of the ruach. God has, en has, has enabled us, supernaturally enabled us with spiritual gifts for the benefit of, of building up the body toward unity. Sometimes people think in terms of spiritual gifts and basically it becomes a point of disunity. The gifts that the Spirit gives, since we're directly connected with God and hopefully we're listening to the Spirit in regards to our sins so we're not a, you know, ignoring the convicting of the Holy Spirit... Hopefully then the spiritual gifts that God is giving to us are flowing in such a way that the body of Messiah is being built up. Everybody's being encouraged. That's how it's supposed to work. It's his role. 
It's his role. All right, so how should we understand the role of the Ruach HaKodesh? I wrote this out because I wanted to be very clear about it. <laughs> the indwelling power of God. What is his role? It's the role, the indwelling power of God to connect us with the Father. And I want to emphasize that, the indwelling power of God. The Ruach of God is his power. Best way to understand that, I think. It's God himself powerfully in you to connect you with God, to convict you of sin, and to enable you for his service. You ever thought about the indwelling power of God in you? You know, honestly, if you've not been thinking about this, I encourage you to think about this. Because if you are a professing believer in Yeshua, you say, yeah, I'm a believer in Yeshua. But this is all new to me. Well, then good. That's why I'm preaching this. If you've not thought about this, I want you to consider this. What it means that the power of God is in you. And, and what's interesting is some people get all messed up in this. We'll talk about this next week. Is, you know, the idea I need more power. We even sing more power, more love. What's fascinating is all the power of the Ruach is in you. The question is, are you appreciating it? Fundamentally, the Holy Spirit's role is to transform us into the likeness of our Messiah, Yeshua. All that He is, is in you. That's what's amazing. But the issues usually come up because of our cooperation. Are we cooperating? We, we need to be fully cooperative. Need to be fully cooperative. This is what we're going to be discussing next week. So as we look at these applications, my encouragement for you is simply this. Are you personally appreciating the role of, role of the Ruach HaKodesh? Are you appreciating the role of the Ruach HaKodesh? Do you pray with passion and expectation? Do you pray with passion and expectation? How's your prayer life? We have a prayer meeting next Monday. I judge everything in our community on that prayer meeting. Many people, I feel like God is working in us. Few people, then I think there's issues. How do you pray? Are your prayers short and measly? Or are your prayers deep, passionate, powerful? Do you ask God for stuff? Do you? If all the power of God is in you and you're praying and crying out to him for him to act in the lives of people, why should it be so hard to ask him for things? You're always praying according to the will of God. If you're praying, oh God, I'd like a break, I'd, you know, I'd like to get a new wife. I mean, the bottom line is, is he, nobody, I don't know if you caught that, but anyway. Are your prayers passionate and expectant? Are you really expecting God to do stuff? Appreciating the Spirit's role to powerfully connect you with the Father. God desires to work through us to bless us. Let's pray with passion. Let's pray with expectation. Let's appreciate this direct connect that we have with the Father. When you do something that you know is wrong, do you feel guilty? This is a real critical. Most people, I think too many of us, even in our community, we're kind of walking around, not really 
doing much in the spirit, quite honestly, because we're so laden with sin. Go down or go home this afternoon. It's a Shabbat. So take the time, focus, ask yourself the question, in what ways am I inhibiting and quenching the spirit's work in my life? We're going to talk about this next week. What am I doing? How much time am I allocating toward knowing God every day? If you honestly are not passionately desiring to connect with God on a regular daily basis, you're inhibiting your ability to be letting the Spirit work in your life. You're quenching the Spirit. It's hard for Him even to convict you. You've got to move along. If there are areas of sin in your life that are active, meaning you are not who you are on Saturday the rest of the week, Maybe on the job you swear like a sailor and you sailor and you steal from the till. Okay? You're quenching the spirit. You're so beyond that he's trying to cry out to you, but you can't hear him because you've got all this junk build up in your life. Repent. Do like David at Psalm what you know what? Go to Psalm 51. Read it. Use it to repent. Get yourself squared up with the Spirit of God who's living within you so that he can lead you through his role of conviction. We need to appreciate that role, even though it's not fun. The Spirit's role is critical when it comes to convicting us of sin. Are you living integrated and relationally connected with other followers of Messiah Yeshua within this synagogue? I put that on purpose. You know, it's amazing. Within the body of Messiah, unity, when we talk about unity in the Spirit, we're really talking about how we are connected with all other believers around the world. Okay? Um, but as, you know, I like to quote Charlie Brown, I like humanity. It's people I can't stand. And so many of us, we all like, I believe in the body of Messiah. I love my brothers. But the person across the aisle, I can't stand that guy. We need to understand this is the body of Messiah. Are we truly relationally connected? Are we unified? Are we using our gifts within this community? Trust me, I travel all over the place. It's much easier to use these gifts and abilities outside this building. Yet where is it best? Within this building, meaning within our community, not the walls. We need to understand that God has brought us together so that we might serve one another, allowing the Spirit of God to work through us integrating us together so that our gifts can mesh in such a way that God can do tremendous things in and through us for his glory. And in that way, showing unity among ourselves, we can then, through that, connect with others, showing greater unity in the body. We ourselves do not have unity as a community. How can we possibly try to be united with other communities? They will want to stay away from us, (laughs) you know? Next week, I want to spend more time specifically focused on why it is important. So I encourage you this week, think about these last note, this point on appreciation, which is, I believe, in your announcement sheet. Meditate on it. Think about it. Give consideration in what ways you need to improve. If something I've said just makes no sense or whatever, talk to me. But I think this is a critical issue we really have to deal with as a community. Then after this, we're going to go right into the book of Galatians, which I think is a good tie-in, believe it or not. <laughs> All right, let's close with a word of prayer. God, we thank you for the fact that you are God and that you, through your Spirit, connect with us personally and directly. 
Thank you, God, for the fact that you desire to do amazing things in and through us. You have enabled us in, through your spirit, God. Help us to appreciate that. Help us to seek more relationship with you through the conviction of, of your spirit to, to, to remove from our lives the sin which so easily disrupts this connection. Help us to be pure and holy before you so that we might more and more learn of you and be in relationship with you. God, we thank you so much for our salvation, for the fact that our sins are forgiven because of Messiah Yeshua. Help us, God, to walk that truth out, appreciating it each and every day. We pray all this in Yeshua's name.